Hey, it's Cody Woodard, and this is our podcast. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope this message encourages you and helps you see that God wants to do something new in and through your life. Enjoy the message. And uh, I'm excited about all God has done, but I'm looking forward to what he is going to do. And uh, this next year, we're praying that he would double our increase and double the amount of people we reach and double the salvations and double the baptism. And as I was preparing for, for this week specifically, God really put someone on my heart um, to come and bring just a powerful, powerful word. He's been a friend of mine now for a little over a year. I uh, had the opportunity to get to know him and, and just uh, and he's invested in my life. And he's such a, such a godly man, a great friend. Jessica and I had the opportunity to have dinner with him and his wife, Whitney last night and they're just they're such amazing people and uh, and he has a very powerful word that I believe is going to bless you today so if we could we stand to your feet and welcome pastor Chet Pete from Elevation Church to the stage come on all right um before you take your seat before you take your seat uh, (laughs) um you ready uh, I, I, I think it would just be appropriate for us to be able to thank God for Pastor Cody and Jessica. Um, now, now I'm going to need you guys to double it up. Do it again. Do it again at a different volume for altitude. Uh, the Bible talks about how he's given us pastors and preachers after his own heart. Um, and, and, and when God gives you a gift, you should thank him for it. Um, I hope that you guys pray for them. Uh, I hope that you guys um, really hold their arms up um, because the weight of, 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 of leading God's people, um, it's, it's heavy. And, uh, but I've been here you know, throughout the morning and it's been so amazing to be able to you know, get to meet some of the volunteers and some of the people that it's amazing church. God's doing an amazing work through you. And uh, so honored, so honored to be here. Um, it's a, I didn't take that lightly to be able to be a part of your two-year anniversary. Um, your pastor... Uh, has has been um, a, a true true friend. Um, I, I had a we had a rough year with, with me and my family. There's uh, my my mother was in in an accident, and it was it was it was rough. It was a lot. It was a lot. And um, in moments like that, God sends people in your lives to just have the right words, at the right time, the right text, the the, the right voice memo. And, and your pastor has been that. And so um, you know, of course, we're like. I'm going to make this a priority to, to be a part of this. And to be about a two-year anniversary, 62 baptisms, uh, over 100 people giving their lives to Christ. It's amazing. And my beautiful wife's with me. Um, she's with me today. And, uh, she, you know, she's a, she's a, a Tennessean. Uh, Whitney, born and raised. Born and raised. Born and raised in, uh, in Johnson City, Tennessee. Uh, are there Vols fans here? Okay. All right. All right. All right. Okay. All right. All right. I don't want to start any problems. Don't want to start any problems. Hey, before you take a seat, I'm just going to read a couple of verses of scripture and um, I'm believing God is going to show up today. Can, can, I, can I read God's word? We're going to be in Mark chapter one, verse 40. Um, I pray, I pray that uh, you, you have a posture of, of taking notes and really, really leaning in, um, not because I'm so eloquent or I have, I'm so good or, or pastor coach. No, no, no. It's because God loves you. And uh, this is a space that he wants to speak to you. And, and, and the, 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 the way that we can determine whether or not it was good isn't how we feel in the room. Um, it's what God does in your life on Monday, on Tuesday, on Wednesday, how you pull back, open your note, because it was like God knew you needed to hear that for the things that you're walking through. And so Mark chapter one, uh, we're going to be at verse 40. Um, and I, I want to read, read a couple of verses and then we'll pray and we'll jump in. We'll jump in. Uh, it says, a man with leprosy. Um, you know, can we give him a name? 
Can, can you guys help me? It's always struggle when I read Bible stories and they don't give me the name of the person. All I know is this man with leprosy. And so every time I talk about him, I'm like the man with leprosy, the man with leprosy. Um, how about we call him? Um, you got a suggestion? What do you, what do you think? Help me. Jason. Jason. All right, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, Jason came to him. Jason came to him. Jason came to him. And now here's the problem. You know, you guys know a bunch of Jasons. And so throughout this sermon, you're going to be thinking about him. All right. A man, a man named Jason. Uh, he, he, he had leprosy and he came to him. Him is Jesus. He came to Jesus and it says he begged him on his knees. And he says this. He says, if you are willing, you can make me clean. And uh, this is such a powerful verse because it, it talks about the perspective that, that this man has about who Jesus is. Because he didn't say, can you heal me? He believed that he had power to do it. So the question wasn't, can he? It was, are you willing? I just wonder if I'm here at a church that actually believe God has all power, that he has all authority, and that you come to him and say, hey, I know you can do it. But if it's in your will, let it be done. And, and, and I love that we see Jason. We see Jason saying that to Jesus. He says, you can make me clean. Jesus was indignant. He reached out his hand and touched the man. And he says, I am willing, he said, be clean. Immediately, the leprosy left him and he was cleansed. Jesus sent him away at once with a strong warning. He says, see that you don't tell anyone, but go show yourself to the priest and offer for sacrifices that Moses had commanded for your cleansing as a testimony to them. Instead, he went out and began to talk freely. So disobedient. <laughs> Just immediately goes in another direction. Instead, he went out and began to talk freely, spreading the news. As a result, Jesus could no longer enter a town openly, but stayed outside in lonely places. Yet the people still came to him from everywhere. So as I was uh, thinking about the title for this message, and uh, it's more like a, like, a, like a prayer to God that I, I want you to, you to say. I want you to say, say Lord, Lord, increase my reach. Lord, increase my reach. I'll pray for you, and then we'll jump in. Uh, God, I come to you saying thank you. Uh, thank you for this opportunity we have to open up your word. Um, God, I pray that you would speak to, to the hearts of your sons, your daughters, God, wherever they are. Um, God, I pray that, that you would do a work in their lives. God, I pray that as we were singing today, wait on you. Um, God, that there's some that walked in today and they're living in a seat called never. They're, they're like, this never will change. I'll never experience this. I'll never experience that. God, I pray that the faith would rise to understand that, that God is, is not the God of never. Um, God, that, that maybe sometimes it's, it's not yet, uh, that, but it's in his timing and perfect timing that you would open up doors and show up in ways that, God, they'll know that you love them. Um, God, so I just thank you. Have your way today. We love you. We thank you. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 You could be seated. Increase my reach. Um, I feel like God gave me this sermon for especially those of you that are five, five and below. Um, when you, you know, when you go into the grocery store and you're trying to get the top shelf and can't re quite reach it, <laughs> can't quite reach it. This is, this is for you. I was praying for you. Uh, I was praying for you this week. Um, I, um, I was having a conversation uh, with one of my, my staff members um, a couple of weeks ago. 
uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a campus pastor at Elevation Church and, and based out of Charlotte, North Carolina. And um, we were having a conversation around uh, social media. Who's on Instagram? Are you on Instagram? You are? Okay, okay, okay. Some people was like, I don't know if I want to... Are you setting me up for something? No, 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 no. But uh, we were having this conversation around, um, uh, I, I, I call it a demon, um, it, the algorithm. Who knows what the algorithm is? Who knows what, what it is? Okay. If you don't, let me explain. Let me explain a little bit. Uh, so he was explaining to me, he says, uh, he says, shit, uh, we, have, um, we have over 3,000 something followers on Instagram. And I was like, oh, that's great. That's amazing. He says, but there's a problem. I was like, what's, what's the problem? He says, well, out of that 3,000-something, only about 1,500 of them actually see what we post. They follow us. Like, they click follow, and they don't see what we post? That makes no sense to me. Can you help me? He says, so, hey, hey, I got a strategy. I got a strategy for us to be able to reach more of the people that follow us, and that's what we're going to focus on. And when he said that, I thought about you guys. I thought about your church. I thought about where you are in your season of life because it would be a shame for you to have access to so much, access to joy, access to peace, access to so many things that you just can't reach it. See, we got access to over 3,000 something followers, but our content is only reaching half of them. You're in the grocery store, mad and frustrated because I want this box of cereal, but I can't. Reach it. I wonder what it is for you that you're looking at, you're staring at, and you're like, I would love to have. I would love to experience. I would love to walk in this, but you hadn't been able to, to reach it yet. You see, that's where we find ourselves in, in, in Mark chapter 1, verse 40. This man with leprosy. Hallelujah. This man with leprosy. This man with leprosy. Um, just to give you a little context. You know, when you had leprosy in, in this time... You would actually be, you know, cast out of the city. You would have to live on the outskirts of the city because they believe that if you had leprosy, if you touched someone, that, that you would infect them. That if you weren't clean, you would make those around you unclean. And, and so, you know, he would have to quarantine and be outside of the city. And, and, and I, I could imagine he just wanted to be able to live his life, to walk freely, to be able to work, to be able to provide for his family. I believe that he, he, he wanted that. And, and what I love in this text is, is that we see him in this moment reaching out to God. And, and, and I think the place that we need to start if we want to increase our reach is because at verse 40, it says that Jason, that he had leprosy. Jason had leprosy. He had a condition. I wonder what's yours. The, the first thing I would want you to write down is identify, identify your condition. Identify your condition. You see, we could, we could fill in the blank. Uh, you know, Jason, he came with blank. I wonder if, what, what was yours? A man with blank, a woman with blank. Maybe you sit there and don't act too holy. You're like, I don't have any conditions. I bet you I'm about to talk to you for about two minutes, ask you a couple of questions. I'll figure out what it is because we all have conditions. For some of us, it's easier. Some of us, it's easier because it's external. It's maybe something that happened to us. It's something that, that we're dealing with in our health. Some of you have, have real things that you're going to the doctor for weekly, or there's a real condition. Sometimes it's something that happened in somebody in your family, and you're dealing with that. It's a condition. But for some of you, maybe it's something that's, that's internal. It's something that you think, a thought process. It's a, 
Some of you, your condition, you're just petty. You just, just, to me that might be your condition. But here's the thing. It's important that you identify your condition because if you walk through this life and you act like you don't have any conditions and everything's perfect, what need you, do you have for God? What I love is that we can see in this text is that this condition drove him to Jesus. And sometimes in your life, you're, you're struggling with things, you're carrying things, and, and there's something that's going on just in your spirit. And you're like, why is this there? And I'm trying to get you to understand it's important that you recognize that if you identify your condition, let that thing drive you to God. What need did you have of a Christ if you don't identify your condition? Uh, it made me think of my boys. Matter of fact, I have a picture of my family. Uh, this is uh, me, Whitney, and our twin boys, Carson and Carter. Picture will come in a second. Um, there we go. Um, they're 10 years old. They're 10 years old. And I don't know if you can notice. Look at their arms. Their arms are like, like past their knees. Um, their knees is something else. But like, I, I was thinking about these guys because I was, you know, watching them grow up so fast. You know, there's, they, they love snacks. You know, they love, love, love snacks. I mean, I needed to put a lock on our, our pantry. Like, they're just always in these cabinets. And, and sometimes the things that I want them to come to me for, I put in a place that they can't reach. What I'm trying to get you to understand is that there's some things in your life that, that you're going to have to go to the Father for because no matter how long their arms get, there's still going to be a need for their Father. God won't ever have you in a situation where you don't need Him. And so sometimes we walk through life and we act like everything's okay and we can do it in our own strength and it works for a while. And then you get to a moment where it drives you to God. You have to identify, identify your condition. You got to identify your condition. It's so, so important that you take some time to do this because you may not be able to change your condition, but you can change your posture. You can change your posture. That would be the second thing I would want you to write down is, is, I, is improve, improve your posture. Now I'm looking around the room. Some of you guys have amazing posture. Back straight up and very attentive. My man back here, he's got a little, little lean to it. I see you. I, I, I sit like that. When my wife's next to me, I'm leaned over, armed around. I, that's me. That's me right there. I'm with you. 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 But the reason, the real reason why this kind of stood out to me is because when you look right at verse 40, it says, a man with leprosy, my man named Jason, it says that he came to him and he begged him on his knees. You know, this, this, this text is actually, or this story, is actually written in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. And I went through and I read all three of them for you. And in each one of them, it talks about this man's posture. You see, in, in, in Matthew, it says that he knelt before Jesus. He knelt before him. And then when you get to Mark, we just read, it says that he begged him on his knees. When I got to Luke and I read this story, it says that he put his face to the ground. And I wondered, why did each one of these writers focus so much attention on his posture? It's because it matters. And then I realized that his posture, it represented his perspective. And so I had to ask you the question, does your posture represent your perspective? You see, he came to him and he, he knelt. He got on his knees. He put his face to the ground because he recognized who Jesus was. 
That's why I love your church. I love, 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 love your church. I get to watch you guys on Instagram. The algorithm works for me. I get to see it. I get to see it. I get to see it. I get to see the worship nights and I get to see this posture that you have when your hands lifted and with tears in your eyes because you realize that you serve a God, a king in heaven. You serve someone that loves you and you posture yourself that way. And I think so often it's, it's actually easier to be able to posture ourselves to be able to come and worship God. How do you posture yourself in your closest relationships? Your posture is connected to your perspective. How do you posture yourself in your relationship with your spouse, with your wife? How do you posture yourself with your kids? How do you posture yourself with your boss at work? How, do, do you honor? Or, or, or do, you, do you operate out of this place? I, I am guilty of this. Me and my wife will be celebrating 14 years of marriage in January. 14 years of marriage in January, and, um, and there's been seasons where I, I, I forgot the gift that she was to me. And so in our communication, I did not posture myself appropriately. If, I, if my perspective is, is that this is a gift from God, <laughs> how, would, how, would, how would I talk to her? How would I treat her? What would I do? If you looked at your kids as this blessing from God, as an opportunity to be able to pour into them this gift, when you realize that maybe your perspective of them is off, or, and then you can lean in and, and make sure you posture yourself that way. This man, this man named Jason, I loved it. He knew that Jesus was King of Kings, Lord of Lords, and he got on his knees. He knelt down before God. He postured himself as such. You see, I'm trying to get you guys to understand that in this season, it's God's trying to increase your reach. He's trying to increase your reach. He's trying to get you into a situation where you can attain the things that maybe in one season you hadn't. And I, and I thought about this church. I thought about how God has so much in store for you. You haven't seen anything yet. I, I thought about the 62 baptisms. We thought about the hundreds of people that's given their lives to Christ and, and all of this. And I'm trying to figure out how can we move forward? How can we continue to grasp the things that God's put in front of us? Maybe you're living in a season of frustration because you hadn't yet. And, and maybe it's identifying your condition. And maybe it's improving your posture. But then I started to read the text and I realized that I never saw the man with leprosy reach. I never saw him do that. I know who did. At verse 41, it says, Jesus was indignant. He reached out his hand and touched the man. So it wasn't the man with leprosy that was reaching. It was Jesus that was reaching. Now, this one thing in this verse, it says, Jesus was indignant. I read that a couple of times and I was like, I don't know what that means. So I went to Google and I looked it up. Now, I started to dig at this word indignant, and it really brought some clarity to me. It was very, it was such a beautiful picture because it really indicates that Jesus was frustrated. He actually was angry. He was frustrated. He was angry. He was indignant. I was like, that didn't make sense. Is, is Jesus angry that he came to him asking him to heal him? I read one commentary that says, absolutely not. There's no way that the, this loving God, this walking Savior, would be mad that he came to him. And maybe that's your perspective today. You don't come to God with your conditions because you think that he's going to condemn you. You don't come to him with your conditions because you're frustrated and you're like, I don't think he loves me enough to even fix it. 
See, see, Jesus wasn't indignant at the man. What I love is, as I continued to study this, I found out that Jesus was frustrated at this system that this man had been living in. You see, remember, this man had been living in a, in a system where he was outcast and he was, had to be on the outskirts of the city. And, so he didn't have relationships. He would walk around and would be ostracized. And if he walked into a room, he had to announce to everybody, unclean, unclean, so that they would know that he had leprosy. What kind of life is this? So as I read, it's like Jesus was so, so frustrated at the fact that this man had to live like this. Do you know that God is frustrated when you're in pain? That it makes him mad when you're struggling? That, that, that he's not sitting back saying like, oh, that's okay. No, 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 no. It, it angers him. It frustrates him. He loves you that much. So what I love Jesus did is, is he, he reached out. He reached out and he touched the man. And the man was healed. So as I wrestled with this, I, I figured, I was like, well, am I preaching the wrong message? Because maybe the real message isn't, Jesus, will you increase my reach? But maybe... It's God saying, us, us saying, how can we increase yours, God? Yeah, come on, come on. You know, maybe, maybe we've been living our lives just, hey, God, will you increase my reach? What if God's looking at us saying, will you increase mine? Because when you get to verse, <laughs> when you get to verse 44, remember, Jesus tells him, don't go tell anybody. Don't go say anything. Verse 44, it says, see that you don't tell anyone about this. Go show yourself to the priest and offer them for sacrifice. And Moses commanded for your cleansing as a testimony to them. At verse 45, it says, instead, he went out and talked freely. You think Jesus didn't know that he was going to run out and run his mouth? It made me think about you guys. Who's, God saved you. God healed you. Am I talking to anybody that's seen God do something? Else? Am I? Anybody? I want to give you 10 seconds. I just want to give you 10 seconds to show God a level of gratitude for the way that he's healed you. Just 10 seconds to be able to express because, no, 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 no. Because this man had been ostracized for all of these years and his, his body was healed and now he couldn't shut up about it. He couldn't shut up about it. He had to go and tell everybody. And, and, and I wonder if he walked up to people and people was like, hold on, you used to have leprosy. And he was like, no, 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 no. I, I met this man and he healed me. I met this man and, and, he, and he healed my body. And I wonder if you've been disconnected from your story and now you're not spreading the news about what God has done in your life. I'm, I'm, wonder, I'm wondering because you've been like, hey, God, increase my reach. This is, this, is about, this is about me. God's like, no, 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 will you increase mine? You see, I asked about a couple of people here at uh, Renovation Church, some of these, uh, some of these amazing volunteers. Uh, can you guys just take a moment, give yourself a round of applause, like those that are serving in, in guest experience, serving in groups. Uh, I'm telling you, so many of you. Uh, I, I heard about Howard. Is Howard here? Is Howard here serving in, in, in creative? Howard, here? Howard was, was one that, that, that I heard about. Um, it, it was just talking about the way that he comes in and jumps in wherever he's needed. Uh, I, I heard about, I heard about uh, Jessica, Jessica Vaughn. Is Jessica Vaughn here? She's serving right now. She's serving right now, serving right now. Uh, it, it, she, she got baptized here in this church. Like God, God saved her life here. Uh, but what I love about, about her is, is that, that God is just using these people in a mighty way when they get outside of just increasing their own reach. That they just show up and see what God will do through them. And, and last night when we were out at dinner, uh, we were out at dinner with your pastors, and uh, I heard this story about uh, Pastor Steve and, 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 and Shirley. 
Uh, is Pastor Steve in this experience? There he goes. He's in the back. Uh, if you guys don't know Pastor Steve, you should, you should get to know Pastor Steve. Uh, but last night we were at dinner and uh, they were telling me this story about Pastor Steve. And uh, they said that, um, you know, he, he had been pastoring, pastoring. And he was telling me over 30 years he had been pastoring this church and um, met, met Pastor Cody and Jessica and saw something on their lives and felt like God was telling them that this was the space that he was going to be turning this, this building, turning this over to. And uh, here's the thing that they told me. They said his last sermon, his last sermon that he preached, that he stood up on this stage and he's preaching. And he says, hey, I've been serving this community for over 33 years. If you want to honor me, if you want to honor my legacy, if you want to, if, if I made an impact on your life, you know how you can honor me? Be a part of planning and building Renovation Church. I was like, he said, what? If you want to honor me, if you want to honor me, yes, God's done a lot. He's done a lot in my life. But if you want to honor me, be a part of planning and building Renovation Church. But I love, and he spoke to me. I pulled out my phone. I wrote it down because that was a picture to me. Pastor Steve saying, I don't care if God continues to increase my reach. God's called me to increase his. And so the gospel will continue to get preached. There'll be more people whose lives are changed because of what happens in this place. Maybe you're here today and you're like, yeah, I've been coming in and out for a while. I've been coming in and out. God's speaking. He's moving. You've still been in this place of like, God, what are you going to tell me today? <laughs> what, are, what are you going to tell me today so I can feel good about the week that's coming up? When will you shift from, God, what can you do for me? To God, what can I do for you? I, I realize that maybe there's some, that this is maybe your first, your second time, and you're like, I'm new to this. I don't even know. I kind of like it. It's cool. Kind of God's doing something. I don't know what it is. I can't articulate it, but it's cool. I like it. I'm coming back. Maybe you've never even really opened up a Bible, but trying to figure out what faith means for you. You see, you might have a, have a condition and, and you've never given your life to Christ. Here in a moment, we're going to say a prayer to give you an opportunity um, to, to commit your life to him. But those of us that, that know God, walk with God, we talk with God, we've I think God's calling us in this next season, next 20 years of ministry, to be able to step into, how do we build this church? This story, if it stopped at verse 41, with Jesus touching him and healing him, it says, uh, verse 41, Jesus was indignant. He reached out his hand and he touched the man. He says, I'm willing. Be clean. Immediately the leprosy left him and he was cleansed. I wonder if that was it. Stop there. It was it. It's like you, you came in. You're like, hey, I was far from God. I was struggling. I was depressed. I came to Renovation Church. God showed up in my life and great. Stops. Yeah, we were struggling in our marriage. We came to Renovation Church and I heard this message Pastor Cody was preaching. And now me and my wife, we communicate better. But it stops. What if, what if this is where the story stops? 
But it doesn't in this story because this man, he was like, no, 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 God's been too good to me. I can't keep this to myself. At verse 45, it says, instead he went out and began to talk freely, spreading the news. As a result, Jesus could no longer enter a town openly, but he stayed in lonely places. But listen to this, it says, yet the people still came from everywhere. From everywhere. I love it. It says he went out and he spread the news. See, I love Jason didn't care about no algorithm. He said, I'm gonna let everybody know. I'm gonna let everybody know about what Jesus is doing in my life. He's too good. So I love everybody stand on your feet, stand on your feet. Stand on your feet right now. I don't, I don't know where you fall on, on this spectrum where you're in a season where you're just frustrated and you're like, I just, I just want to experience this. I, I've been trying to reach this and I hadn't been able to reach it yet. And whatever that is in your life, it's here. He hears you. He's willing. But I really feel like God really wanted to talk to some hearts that are like, I can give more to increasing the reach of God in your school, on your job, in your family. God didn't touch this man just so he could be healed. God knew that he would go out and he would spread the news, that he would increase his reach. What would that look like for you today? So many ways, they make it so easy and plain. Like if you wanna jump in, if you wanna serve, you wanna be in a group, it's all easy. In order for this church to do what it's called to do, because this church didn't, didn't get started. He didn't put it on Pastor Cody's heart to be able to start a church that it would just be a holy huddle and we just feel good about ourselves. No, no, no. It was a church on a mission to be able to change a community that needs the hope of Jesus, that needs to know that they're loved, that needs to know that Jesus went to a cross to die for them. So maybe you're here today and you're far from God. You don't have a relationship with God. You've never given your life to him. You're new to this and you're trying to figure this thing out. I, I, I want to present an opportunity to you, an invitation for you to be able to give your life to Christ. I hope you realize today in this message, God loves you. He's willing to save you. He's willing to walk with you. He's willing to talk with you. And all you got to do is believe in your heart and confess with your mouth. and We'll be saved. Maybe... Uh, you're here today and you used to walk with God. You used to talk with God and this is your kind of, you're trying to come back. You're like, hey, I'm, I've been distant. Some, some things in my life happened and it made me run away from the faith. Maybe today's your opportunity to come back to him. You see that condition of sin? The only, the only thing, the only thing that can cover that is you giving your life to Christ. He went to the cross and he paid for it. So everybody bow your head, close your eyes. I had close your eyes. We're going to say a prayer together as a church family for the benefit of those coming to God, maybe for the first time, maybe those that are just coming back to him. This is a moment where we can all just be unified under the power of what Jesus did on that cross so that we can do what this church was built for. So everyone repeat after me. Say, I believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God that he died on a cross and arose from the grave to forgive me of my sins. So I give you my sins. I give you my shame. And from this day forward, I'll follow you. 
that with all heads bowed and all eyes closed, one's looking this in between you and God. If you just made a decision to give your life to Christ or you're coming back to him, I just want you to shoot your hand up so I can see who God's speaking to in this place. Shoot your hand up. I see you. I see you. I see you. You can put your hands down. In a moment, I'm going to have everybody open up their eyes on the count of three. And I need you to lose your mind and go crazy. I need you to celebrate because there's people making decisions to put their faith in Jesus. And so don't hold back. Don't let anybody at a football arena, a stadium, out, out praise and out give glory to what God is doing in this place. And so on the count of three, I need you to celebrate because people are far from God are being raised to life right now. So one, two, three. Let's give God a shout. Let's give God a praise. Go. Bless you. So, I just want to take a moment and pray for you. We're going to go back into worship and sing a song today. Uh, but I'm hoping you'd be open to increasing God's reach. He's giving you access to places, not just for your own benefit. No, he's giving you that access so that we can see people's lives change. That's why you're here. So God, I come to you just saying thank you. Um, thank you for speaking today. God, thank you for showing up today. Thank you for two years of your faithfulness at Renovation Church. God, I thank you that today uh, that your sons and daughters are saying yes to your will, are saying yes to your way, are saying yes to building your church. God, I thank you that every dream, every desire, God, I pray that the things that you put on these pastors' hearts, God, that, that, that God, they would step into. God, not because they're so smart or they're so wise, but because you love them. And because there's a community of people that's rallying together to say, yes, God. Yes, we'll invite. Yes, we'll serve. Yes, we'll give to build your church. God, we love you. We thank you. And it's in the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to the message today. If it encouraged you in any way, we would love to hear about it. Send us an email to stories at renovation.church. And if you'd like to partner with us financially and help us continue to reach people all over the world, you can do that by going to our website, renovation.church. Have a blessed day.